0: What's good, y'all? I'm Chino.
1: And I'm Cass Marie. And
0: you're listening to Nods and Bops. Welcome.
1: We got another episode for you today. Today's a special one because we have our first I don't want to call her a guest. I I kind of want to say a little bit of a co-host. This is more of a conversation versus a straight-on interview, right? So we got our first co-host with us today, Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's going to talk to us a little bit about record servicing. On the last episode, we talked about music ownership, masters, publishing, what that looks like. Today, we're going to jump into music distribution. And so that's why Day is here to tell us about her organization, her business, No days. Off entertainment. So Day, go ahead and introduce yourself for us.
2: Hi everybody, my name is Day. Um Instagram at DayRay. I am um, the CEO of No Days Off Entertainment. Started off as a marketing and promotions company and it is now a project management company. Um I'm independently contracted through Interscope, Epic, Dev Jam. Sony, LVRN, and So she's, she's really moving out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She flexing on her out. All of that, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. I started a little over four years ago and just been kind of treading through the industry, I guess.
1: So four years ago was the marketing company that started? Yeah. Okay. I was
2: actually, I started off um, assistant DJ.
1: Okay. What did that look like? What was, what do you mean by assistant?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good question because you, think about like, well, why does a DJ need an
0: assistant? But um they got not a lot of shit. They kinda do need some
2: And you don't never realize that until yeah. you kinda get involved. Mm-hmm. And so um there was this one DJ that I was working with. Um he goes by the name of DJ Kool Aid. He was like one of the official Legion of Doom DJs back when they started Legion of Doom before coalition. And so he's a part of a major coalition organization of DJs. And so he introduced me to the team and it wasn't just one DJ that needed help. It was twenty. So I started just, you know, doing the stuff that they needed to be done. Would Um, you do
0: their scheduling? Scheduling,
2: they bios, they press kits.
0: Oh, you would do all of that. So you were like social media um, manager type. All right.
2: Yeah, they, um, they still do it to this day. It's called New Music Monday. I ran New Music Monday for a little over two years. And kind of, it's like a listening session for artists that's trying to get their music heard. So, once a week, it'll be like five to ten artists that come through and play three records and then get some feedback from all the DJs in the room. They'll drink and kind of network and converse. And, like a you know, listening party, like a but yeah, professional. but yeah, not really professional, but. <laughs> <laughs> a little jam session. A little jam the- session, yeah, a little yeah. plug and play or wow. whatever. But um, from there, I kind of just started trying to get them on bigger platforms, so I kind of started to put them in the clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the DJs were originally strip club DJs, and they were having a hard time getting out of the strip club. So I kind of opened up a new lane for a few people, and then it just went from me being an assistant to the operations manager of Coalition DJs Atlanta, because they have a Coalition DJ in a couple of other markets as well, but I was just over Atlanta.
0: That's interesting, though, because I've heard if it don't slap in the in the strip club, that ain't it. Like if they can't dance to it, it's like mm, maybe this is a, you know, one of those other projects. Mm-hmm. It's not really. A-
2: well, that's kind of true. But um, every record isn't going to be a strip club record. Right. It might be a radio record.
0: I think I was just saying that because you would think those DJs they would have the ear.
2: Mm-hmm. They do you definitely know. have the ear. I mean, you got to think about it. Strip club DJs, you kind of run into way more music. You kind of get that music first. You have artists coming there. in yeah. telling you what to play, and then you also have dancers telling you what they want to hear. True. Right. So you got like a couple of different aspects <clears throat> of people just you know trying to tell you what's what's going on right now. True. So DJs True. in the strip club they always had a, a earlier advantage because of the type of crowd that they get you know when you go to the regular club you don't want to hear what other people want to hear right you don't want them in your dj booth you want to play how you want to play right and so the strip club djs are a little bit more friendlier when it comes to breaking the records for the artists so that's where a lot of people
0: gravitate to how did you help them get out of um you said they were trying to get out of the strip clubs Mm -hmm. will you go into detail how you helped them
2: From my marketing and promotions company That I originally had With no days off I was doing the marketing for A group um, out here Called Privilege Privilege owns maybe four or five Different spots in Atlanta Mm -hmm. And they also
1: Opium Alibi um,
2: Exactly
0: Them niggas that got opium is really doing something That's (laughs) part of the city They're young too Like One of the owners is
2: my age I know
0: one And in case you haven't been to Atlanta in a while Most people have Everyone that's really moving and shaking has been here Opium is the spot It's Mm -hmm. right there on 10th street Everyone's there The street be packed Can't nobody park Everybody over there by that raggedy (laughs) gas station Trying to get a relo and shit (laughs) It's so annoying Trying to pull money Trying to pull $20 out of that ATM yeah, so it's it's crazy, but yeah, that's that's a really good spot.
2: Yeah, so um, from just doing events with them, I kind of built a relationship with the management yeah. of each club and things like that. And so I also met a couple of different people that own different clubs like Benny um, and Henny and... Other names that I'm probably not supposed to say, <laughs> but um, they were getting ready. Silent to, partners. They silent. Silent partners. partners. Yeah, relax on that. <laughs> they were getting ready to open a club Medusa, mm-hmm. and I was really close with them on that whole situation. And so, DJ Boo and DJ X Rated, which is, which they're not X Rated is known for Future, Dirty Sprite. Boo is known for Magic City Mondays. Like, that's where they were before, like, when Esco took off and did his own thing. Like, Magic City belonged to X-rated and Boo. They wanted to get out of Magic City um, because they wanted to just do do bigger things and just do more stuff. Yeah, just Magic City is popping a couple of nights out the week. Why not fill my schedule up with something else that's new to come that's going to be popping as well? And so I just... Kind of had to put my foot on their neck a little bit because my biggest argument with with getting strip club DJs in a regular club is that they're strip club DJs right. they DJ like they're in the strip club right and it's a huge difference You go to a strip club and you'll the music is faster like it's sped up a little bit gotcha. like it's just a different pace when you're DJing yeah. in a strip club like and you're used to DJing for different people. When you're in a regular club in Atlanta, you know, you got to have the Caribbean music. You got to play some African. <laughs> gotta, goddamn, some you got to <laughs> switch it up. You have to be a real DJ. You have, yeah. to, know you know you have yeah, to know the crowd. You have to know music. You just have to be in tune with a lot of things that's going on right now. Right. And being in a strip club kind of shelters right. DJs from knowing, you know, what's really going on. Yeah. So that was my biggest argument with them. We went back and forth about it. Um, the next thing I know. They was doing the biggest nights of the week Sunday. They started off doing Friday, and they was like, nah, I want to do Sundays." And so I had to let them do a couple of weeks so they could see how they was and they could understand where I was coming from. Right. And then after that, they got on Sunday nights. So that's kind of like an example, like you were saying.
0: And for our audience, just what she's talking about, like – we all go to different clubs and stuff, but like Tongue and Groove in Atlanta is way different from Gold Room, even though they're right beside each other. Right. Okay. It's just a difference, you know. If you at V Live or you at Magic City or you at Onyx, like or it's just red it's,
1: martini. These yeah, are all different. Or Hole different in
0: the songs. Wall, it's just different. Or you at Opium, it's just different. Yeah. And everybody got their own little style or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the DJs is all pulling from the same songs. It just matters what order they play them in, who's in the building that night, stuff like that. So she's just talking about you know, the different subsets of DJs in music. And that's a conversation in itself. That's great.
1: If I, if you were to sit here and write a book, record servicing for dummies, right? And I was to get the book in my lap and I open it up. What's the first thing I would see? How to what's come, come first up in the page?
0: game for dummies.
2: The first page is going to be your face card got to be strong. Like... A lot of people think that record servicing is easy, but it's not the record that you're servicing. It's who's servicing the record. I service records that are on number one billboard already. Like, the people I work for, they don't need me to service their records. They got radio, but they do need me. Because it's not, they're not, just because it's on the radio, just because it's popping don't mean that I'm going to play it at the hottest party in Atlanta. If your face card is not strong enough to service records, no DJ is going to play it for you. It took me four years to get to know everybody in Atlanta that I need to know. Mm -hmm. Like in those relationships that I've built, um, it's kind of the reason why it's a little bit easier for me to break records than anybody else. Right. I've sat in the DJ booth for ten minutes and watched somebody stay there for two hours. Vice versa, I've done it, done that before. I've been dragged out of DJ booths. So I've been put out of the club. I've snatched laptops. I can go on for days. <laughs> but it's just all about, it's all about you. People have to respect you and respect what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So what is it for the people that just don't know? Right. They hear record servicing and it's a big question mark in their head. What is it that you do? Like the i know you do a lot of things yeah i know she's looking at me like i do a lot um i know you do a lot of things but if you just had to you had an elevator pitch real quick and somebody asked you what is record servicing
2: Ooh,
0: child
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is not just something that you can sum up i break records okay like i started off working for indies and now i work for the stars like i don't really know
1: I don't know which way to put uh, it. Well, gotcha. take take us through the 30-day package then, right? Mm-hmm. In that 30-day package, what what do I get? If I come to you, I'm like, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I want you to get my songs out there. Here's some money.
0: 3500 before I start working. Just <laughs> let me 3, know. It is 3500 And that's Up in my escrow. So Up front. Don't exactly. sleep.
2: And that's not... That much Okay You know and that's not
0: cash app either nigga
2: Yeah no <laughs> We don't do cash app um, But no you know You have to take into consideration Where we live This is Atlanta mm-hmm. Like um, on a Monday No let's do Tuesday Okay Tuesday Rose Bar and the Blue Flame How far apart is Rose Bar from Blue Flame? Rose Bar is on Piedmont Blue Flame is on Bankhead These are two popping clubs On a Tuesday night That you have to go to If you're servicing records Because you want to be Where the people are so, I have to pay for parking twice. This is Atlanta. they so we're starting true. at 40.
0: They're not beside each other. They're
2: not beside each other. That's <laughs> gas. And you're talking about five days a week. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not even profiting half of the money. You know what I'm saying? On yeah. top of catering to my DJs, buying them drinks, making sure they're good, hookah, whatever. Club mm-hmm. stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: <clears throat> Club etiquette.
2: Back when I first started, Servicing Records, I did have to pay my DJs out of, po- out of pocket because... They were providing a service for me, but now I'm providing a service for them.
0: It's more of a partnership now. So I
2: don't have to yeah. pay them because I'm the reason why they have a lot going on right now. And how and I'm always helping them get to another level. Mm-hmm. I always make sure when the artists come in town, they can meet them. I always make sure they got tickets to every concert. When plaques come in, I make sure my DJs get their plaques. Um, club placement. I also do mix show placement, so I um, got a partnership with Sirius XM, so I'll-
0: That's a big deal, people.
2: I'll grab a couple of my DJs that do radio already and put, you know, mix shows together for the holidays. Um, you know, nobody works at the radio station on the holidays. These are pre-recorded mixes. Mm-hmm. So people, things like that. And so now we need each other and, you know, it's just, we can just put the money into the project because it just costs a lot to be out. Yeah, and I'm is. a female. So, you it's know. It's not
0: like you can just go get a haircut <laughs> like me. I have to go <laughs> out yeah, yeah.
2: and it's just not cheap. Mm-hmm. The hours are long. Yeah. Like I've stated earlier, I've been in the club for 10 minutes and I've been in the club for two hours. Yeah. But with my packaging. I know y'all seen the list of clubs It's like, like what 47 clubs on there or something like
1: yes, that yeah is this
2: the most updated list um I, it might be but I would have to look at it to check to see if
1: it's solid one. like 20 it's a solid list yeah right I mean yeah. can I list off a few is that, yes, is yeah, that okay yeah, yeah. I mean she has clubs from Blue Cantina to Compound to SL Lounge Empire Alibi Blue Flame like she mentioned earlier Gold Room Escobar Tongue and Groove Rose Bar V Live Daydreams BQE I mean I could keep going I could keep going so When I'm you put on. it like that It <laughs> sounds lit
0: When you put it like that are, But for the people That
1: aren't <laughs> from five Atlanta 255
0: off Peter Street Yeah for the people That
1: aren't from Atlanta You gotta understand that all, all of these clubs that I listed, and damn near every club on this list, is a major club, or if not club lounge, or major hot spot. Like they're they're hot during mm-hmm. one day.
0: Of the, the compound, week. Yeah. which is where every rapper that has a song or drops something <laughs> or comes to just a party for a day. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, they
1: have you know some of these clubs have specific days where people yeah. go and mm-hmm. you know they spend that money, and so you're and getting that's listeners, that- hundreds and hundreds of listeners in Atlanta. And, this is this mm-hmm. city never sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a list that, I mean, from just looking at it, I could see seven days a week that you'd have records spinning. Yes.
2: And that's why I base my club schedule off of the night
1: that they have. Because a lot of people are like, so how do
2: you do this? Like, Like you said earlier. So it's just a process. Like, it just depends on the record. I try to target the market that the record is targetable to. So we're talking about maybe five or six different genres of music that I could be on. So if I get a Ratchet record, I want to start on the west side. (laughs) If I get a Bougie Migo record, of course I'm going to start on the north side. So it just depends on the target. And from there, I'll make up my schedule throughout the week based off of the club schedule. So Mondays, you got Magic City, you got Escobar, you got Alibi Now. Um, I'm a little rusty, sorry. Crucial still. Um, And that's just Monday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Flame, Rose Bar, um, 1145. 1145 Wednesday, SL, XS. um, Those are kind of Empire, just Buford Highway area. Mm -hmm. So I would do five to seven videos a week for the artists. And they're reels. So each video is five to seven different clubs, and it'll be put together on one. And I do written DJ feedback and market overview reports. I didn't start doing my market reports until I got hired with the label, because I didn't understand what they wanted from me. I was like, so I have to write down how people fuck with the song? That's stupid. <laughs> and it just makes sense now, because it's like, not only am I saying you know how people feel about the record, but I'm... I'm letting you know what time is played, what was played before it, what was played after it. The crowd reaction, how many people did I see? Was it majority black people? Was it white people? Was it, what was the age group? Was it 18 and up? Was it 21 and up? Like, There's so many things that these people at the labels wanna know just off marketing purposes. And they can always go back to what I wrote down and say, okay, this is not working. We need to move on to another record.
0: To further explain that, Basically, what she's saying is she gives everything we would talk about, like on this pod or just in conversation with people, she synthesizes all of that, writes it down for the record label, writes it down for the artist, whatever, so that they can always go back and be like, all right, this song, we played this here. They won't really feel in that. so maybe that song don't need to go on the album. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't need to shoot a music video for that song because mm-hmm. people ain't really listening to that. Even though we like it, She she's giving you the nuts and bolts of how people choose singles, you know, how music videos mm-hmm. are chosen, why people party where they do, mm-hmm. and how she gets that data. And so what's crazy to me that I'm just realizing is, like, you really on the ground. Yeah, so you're, you're the doing, ground yeah. person. Mm-hmm. You're doing the ground work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if this was politics, you're the you're the campaign manager. Like you're the person mm-hmm. knocking on doors, getting people feedback, mm-hmm. hosting events. And she hasn't even talked about the events she has to host. Like she's talking about, hey, I gotta talk to these DJs okay. and you know touch hands and kiss babies and stuff with them and then like I gotta leave and then go do other stuff Mm -hmm. so I I kinda
2: I'm just saving them money and time like realistically like uh, every label has a marketing budget for each project Mm -hmm. But you don't know what you're gonna market until you know what works. Right. So they're using me to put music out to see if they should put a bigger budget behind that record or not. Right. Okay. If it doesn't work in Atlanta, it's not gonna work nowhere. That's why they won't let me move to LA. I've been begging to move to <laughs> LA since they hired me, and they will not let me move out there. Music
0: ain't in LA though. That's Hollywood. I know. So it's but just you like move out there to the sun I do. And, I don't want to be here no <laughs> yeah. I do want to move. LA nice, y'all. Cali <laughs> is just nice and pure. Yeah.
2: But it's just like, like I said, they don't know what to put the money behind. Right. They can't they can't tell what's working all the way over there. That's another market. Mm-hmm. See labels didn't work like that until social media became bigger because the culture clashed into one. So no matter if you in Miami, Detroit, LA, Texas, if if it come out, it's coming out at the same time. Right. Back when we were growing up, songs will be popular. Like I didn't know who Lil John and the East Side Boys was for well, a minute I'm from Detroit so it's like it took right. a minute for that to to 3-6 yeah. Mafia and like really southern rap like it took a minute to come to Detroit music but is regional now, region. we were. It now, is music. now yeah. it's regional it's so regional. they're like okay let's tap into the markets that's really popping right and then that's how we are gonna know how to spend the money
0: that's interesting though in LA though right cause L.A. popping, all the artists go out there. They either live yeah, out but there, that West Coast fan base is different. It is because
2: if you if you if you go on the West Coast, you'll see a lot of rap niggas that's popping, and you be like, how? Like that's not nowhere on the. If Roscoe Dash is in L.A., he is lit lit. <laughs> Travis Porter still get booked in L.A. Monthly
0: still collecting the road, still check. like <laughs>
2: um, on shows, and these are sold out shows. Like, that's just a whole nother market, still doing clubs. It's, yep. yeah. So, and then you get to Atlanta and they look at you like Soldier Boy, that was like, eight <laughs> years ago, yeah, yeah. So, it's just different. That is true over there. Like, those fans are, I feel like California is a little slower when it comes I to, to a, a lot, lot of, of West things. Coast rap, too.
0: And but, it's just like they got you got to think, California is like two-thirds of the west coast it so is. It's, it's a, big, <laughs> it's ass a big ass state and you got you got san diego la san francisco oakland sacramento, sacramento. Mm-hmm. and then you got all those other little towns that's like not quite in the city but they're close so it's just it's huge and you have so much talent over there you know mm-hmm. and so many people trying to get popping that i feel like they could they could kind of be in their own little world in california because For y'all that haven't gone, when you fly to California, it kind of feel like a new world. As soon as you pass Mm -hmm. into California, you see the mountains, you see the hills. I mean, it takes so damn long to get there. It does. It take you know for time travel. It's six and a half (laughs) hours. It feel like, um, and you got layovers or whatever. But Cali Mm -hmm. feels different. So I didn't know that Um, because I know when I travel, I try and listen to what's there. Like when I went to Chicago and. I had a little interview up there or whatever. I was up there for like less than half a day, but I'm listening to Chance the mm-hmm. Rapper and Mick Jenkins. Yeah. When I stayed out in San Fran for two months, I'm listening to like Larry June, Schoolboy Q had just mm-hmm. dropped the album. I'm listening mm-hmm. to YG second yeah. project.
2: See, you but know. when I'm in LA and I and I go to the clubs and I listen, they try to play Atlanta music. They don't, they don't really, really know. know. They don't really know. Yeah. like <laughs> it's just. And that's crazy. why they need people like you. Yeah, So yeah. I will be in the club and like with. My business partner's from L.A. or something. And they'll be Shazam and every other song that come on. <laughs>
1: like, bro, you don't know this song? This song hasn't made it over there yet? Like, it's just different. I have a question. I want to jump back because we talked a lot about, you know, DJs and your relationships with DJs. But the 30-day package and the services that you offer are for artists. Yes. Right? So what can I get? What do I get in... 30 days that I can't get in 15 you know why is it so specific to 30 days why does that work
2: really it, it needs to be 90 okay but with my indies I don't do them like that because I mean I don't want nobody to have to try to figure out how they're gonna come up with $10,000 mm-hmm. to pay me but it just takes overall consistency 30 days consistently off on a record should be be able to get you more followers on Instagram, more streams, more views, more plays. People not in their muse not in their head to the music, to the song when it comes on in the club. Like it's just a difference. That's why I do the videos. So from day 1 when I do the video, you can see that there's nobody moving around. Everybody like what the fuck is this? And then you fast forward and you look at day 30 and you like seeing people turned up and you like, "Oh, it's working." You got to put it in their face. And it really takes longer than 30 days for you to actually put it in. You ever listen to the radio and you're like, oh, my God, I hate that song. But you hear it so much and you're just like, I love it now. I like this song. I kind of like it. Like, that's how it was with the Bust Down record. Like, the Bust Down, Tatiana. I hated it. Really? They played it so fucking much. I didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah, they do do program you to like certain stuff internet,
2: clubs. It's and that's what I'm doing. I'm
1: programming the streets to listen to what the fuck I'm playing. Do you only do one record at a time? Do you do one record at a time? And do you do one artist at a time? How does that work? Recently,
2: I'm not even gonna lie, I haven't I've stopped had to stop doing indie records because I have so many label contracts. And I kinda feel like
0: Busy, busy.
2: I can't give up on the indies because I'm doing major artists now and I don't want them to feel like, oh, she's fake. Like, I'm not that type of person. I want to help everybody, but I just sometimes I just can't because so sister? much.
1: I don't trust people like that. So, are you a one woman show? Yeah. Is No Days Entertainment a one woman show? No Days Off Entertainment. That's what no I'm Days saying? Off I'm Entertainment? Show. Wow. I mean, I, my sister
2: doing? helps me with a lot of stuff. It's just, I run the company on my own. If I need help, I'll get the help. I'll outsource it. And it's not even really that much. Like, I'm the brains and the operation. Wow. I don't trust nobody with a lot of stuff. And it's, it took me a long time to get here. And for people to know my name, I can't have nobody tarnishing my brand. Absolutely. So, like I said, it's a face card thing. I can't hire people to service records for me. Well, they're going to go in the booth and say, yeah, I'm here today. She told me to um play this record for me Like. That's just Man, not how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> they gonna they, they see me coming and they like, oh what's up? What you what you need? It's yeah, a right, different so you. yeah, it's like I can't hire people to do what I do because it's only one me.
1: What about on the back end? Like the somebody editing the videos together or, you know, putting together documents, you still like nah, I I got I that I can do this. I put together all my
2: documents. Uh my my one of my good friends, Kim, she does my website and some of my graphics and stuff. I write all the documents, and she creates the one sheets, the PDFs, like how you see it all nice with the musical note in the background <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, she did that. And I just wrote everything out. So if it comes to stuff like that, then yes, I have to outsource my graphics and everything like that. Wow. But I'm doing all of the One man wrecking crew.
0: We're fa-
1: I'm fascinated. I I don't know too. if she you knows, but I'm fascinated yeah. because like we told you guys earlier, this is over 40 clubs right and you say just
0: in Atlanta yeah
1: just in Atlanta she's working
0: with what eight ten labels major labels yeah. at the same
1: time right yeah so you yeah. have you take on multiple artists so do you ever let's say you go into a goal room tonight are you playing are you there for a few artists are you there for one artist? I'm there for
2: a few artists if I have right now I'm servicing like five records at a time
1: wow
2: I believe it like in, in new- so you're out every day Yeah, if not, if I'm not out every day, I'll I'll, I have relationships with some of my DJs, and if they're not too busy or if it's not too crazy, they'll just do it for me. They'll record it, make sure that because they know what I'm doing, they know how I like it, they know what it needs to be.
0: Like record a video for Mm -hmm. you. Send it to me. What's going on with the crowd while we're playing this? The
2: record playing. That's a relationship. They would. They would you know, record it on Instagram and tag the artist for me, you know, because that's what that's also what I'm offering the social media promotion. I wanna So to the DJs, they don't that, just man. play the record. I try to have them go on there even if it's on their IG story, I don't care. They don't have to post it on their page. But just to let the artist know, okay, he's fucking with me. She's going around servicing the record, but the DJs are still tagging me and they're still playing my shit.
0: I would say I watch people's stories. I mean, scrolling is great, but my closest mm-hmm. friends are on Instagram, and I want to see what their life look like. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you tag somebody, you get the notification, whether it's mm-hmm. in your story or not. Everybody
2: watch the DJ story. Yeah, yeah The yeah. DJ story is lit. It's always lit.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Could I ask you more about your social media push of artists, or like what you offer with the social media push? Because it seems like if you pop in and your music's popping. I know the people that'll play your music. Mm-hmm. They'll tag you. While they're tagging you, their followers, your followers, people that's on the search page will find you. And that's not only on Instagram. That's on Twitter as well. People are also on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to put you in an event. And if you get seen there, you know, mm-hmm. shout out your little social media. More people follow you. Yeah. It seems very self-sufficient. That, and is- then,
2: you know, DJs have other things going on too. Like, they're, they're always constantly dropping mixtapes. True. So, I've my this is that's why I say 30 days. Okay, because I don't want to have to move you around for longer than that. Mm-hmm. These first 30 days, I want you to move around so much that you don't even need me. You know what I'm saying? I've introduced you to the people that you need to meet, I let you shake hands with the people you need to shake hands with. They know you good, they've seen you uh, with you me to connect. several times. Mm-hmm. So, now it's like, okay.
0: What you gonna do? Fly
2: away, little birdie. What are you gonna do with it? I'm not gonna hold your hand through the whole process. I can't do it. And a lot of times, people think that, oh, I'm gonna just pay you, and my record is just gonna break. You have to put in the work with me while I'm doing this, or it's not gonna work. A lot of artists get stuck behind that that invisible mask of, I know the song, but I don't know the person. I know all his records, but I don't know what he looks like. It's because they skip these steps, like what I'm doing they think they too good for it or they be like well i'm paying you that's cool but do you want to be the star or do you want me to be the star because it's not my record
1: yeah. so <laughs> I, do you bring them with you then i try How often and, you and do i mean that.
2: not only just that um i have put together single release parties for them like on pop nights. i say we opium saturday night let's do a single oh, really? release party for you get a section whatever invite some djs out Let's do a studio session, a studio meet and greet where we have the DJs come and whatever, whatever. My last client that I'm that I'm working with right now, I just recently um, got with him in January. We just did a DJ kickback at Spin on Peter Street with all the DJs. Nobody had to pay for nothing. Drink and eat for free. They didn't even know why they were coming. They just came because I told them to come. But I knew that if I could get them in a room together... I could introduce them to the, the artist that I'm working with and the person
0: that paid for everything.
2: <laughs> it's, a win-win, it's a win-win situation.
0: Higher day. <laughs> Plain and simple.
2: So it's just stuff like that. Like, breaking a record is easy, but I'm trying to... Are you, you You have to break an artist, too, with the indies. Breaking a record is easy with the labels right? because the artists are already made. So right now I'm working with Summer Walker, Rich the Kid... Uh, DJ Mustard and Kendrick and J. Cole. Right? Wow. So do you
1: She's
2: doing
0: <laughs> that real. right now, y'all.
1: She said that so hard. <laughs> right now. Last
0: day of February. She <laughs> over here working with the biggest people in the game. So if you work with DJ Mustard, I'm assuming you pushing LMA stuff, right?
2: Yeah, and then he's doing new records too. He has a new record out with Amigos called Pure Water.
0: Right, right, right. Did you like Summer Walkers? record she did with Drake the mm-hmm. remix
2: yeah I heard it a long time ago
0: oh true true true, <laughs> true. I just heard it yesterday I was, I'm listening to it on repeat I'm like Yo, this yeah shit Like,
2: <laughs> but um artists like that Radio artist, because LMA would be considered a radio artist. She doesn't really need too much. Um, J Cole, people think that he doesn't need too much, but they don't play his records. Like when I got on J Cole's project, I remember one of my DJs telling me, N- "I've never had nobody come to the booth and request a J Cole record." Ever. J Cole's a project, and an it's the middle child. Middle child is hard. That's a record yeah. that he just released. Yeah. So when you hear it, or when I'm like asking you to play, you're like J Cole, hmm. And it just goes from there. But other artists that are indies is like, yeah, play play this record for me. Who? So at this point They're not here. That's a problem. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, you gotta be here. Because I need you to be here.
1: Speak on speak you could speak for them, Mm -hmm. not speak for them, but you can introduce them, make the connection, but Mm -hmm. you gotta speak for yourself. Exactly.
2: The DJ will just respect it a little bit more. Because they, they know me. They're just like, I know you got paid for this, and I don't want your money, but is this song trash or what? Like, And that's, that's another thing. That's what I was going to like, ask you do, I you. do you have screening? To... I do screening. I do really good screening. If I don't feel like I could hear this song nowhere, I'm not doing it. I've turned down a lot of money. and I, I don't feel like really, you had to. I don't. I, it's not worth.
0: Your reputation. It's not worth uh, my reputation. Yeah. And
2: it's not worth the headache. Yeah, because it's a know? lot. She's
0: doing a 30-day push. What's interesting, you brought up J Cole, and I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. J Cole is my okay. favorite artist, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite artists, and um, he's actually getting more commercial play than radio play now, which is crazy because you know when you do the commercials, that's licensing and all this down mm-hmm. the third, and they're playing him on ESPN. You know they're playing Count It Up. Yeah. So you're not necessarily hearing it on the radio, but every time, like you know, we niggas, we love some mm-hmm. damn sports you know, and <laughs> watching it all damn day. And day. Um. So, like, oh, the intro come on, I'm listening to beat Count It Up, you know? And so, mm-hmm. like, I just think it's interesting how, like, you don't just do one thing. You a part of all of it. Because I'm sure you had a hand in that. Um, and middle child bangs. But I ain't going to front. I ain't heard it on the radio. Mm-hmm. So, it's on
2: the, the, the only radio that plays it is serious. True. Like, really. So it's just, like, those are the things that the bigger artists always struggle with.
1: Do you work Club with radio, radio DJs as well, or mm-hmm. are you more like people that work venues?
2: No, I work with radio DJs too. Mm-hmm. A lot of my DJs didn't wasn't on the radio
0: at first. That's true. You got them on the radio.
2: I mean, not really. I'm not going to say that. Um, mm, nah, I want not say that. Um, I, I feel like everybody has strong relationships. They worked hard to get to the radio um, based off of just the station and the people and the, the long relationships and just everything. So I wouldn't take the credit for that. But um, when it comes to mixed shows for satellite radio, yes, I did get them on the radio. <laughs> 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 but other my, my DJs, they're strong. I'm not picking up a DJ that doesn't have at least three venues a week, strong venues, or we're in radio.
1: So do you have a, a financial partnership with them or is it more of we have a relationship?
2: No, we just have a relationship. Okay, wow. Um, they need me just like I need them.
1: What do you do if they're like, you fuck with it, you take up the client, you know, the artist, and you know, your DJs are like, no.
2: I pay them. Okay. I pay them.
1: <laughs> I need this plate. Yeah,
2: because okay. I, I need a plate at this point. Hey, some of my DJs won't even take the money. I've had DJs give me the money back like no, like I've tried to dap d- d- fives and <laughs> hurry up and leave it on the on the on the board and run away and like no they won't take my money.
1: Let me step back and ask this: Do you know other people that service records?
2: Yes, I do, and I know other people that started servicing records because I was doing it.
1: Ooh, shit! <laughs> Y'all heard? Can't it be here. the only one in the game making right.
0: money, day. Yeah,
2: like a lot of niggas was just party promoters and then I look up and now you breaking records in your bio on Instagram like come on
1: but this is real this is real so I know for you know the listeners I know they from other friends right mm-hmm. so I've seen her around and I've been following her for about a year now and she does this this isn't just something that's <laughs> in her bio she do be in the club she be in the boots. you see her you know on her Instagram and stuff doing the work so that took a couple of years to build mm-hmm. how long was it before people were looking at you and being like, they is a strict professional. You can't come up here with no personal bullshit or try her because you're a woman. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a woman in a male-dominated industry. It took a long
2: time because I'm still getting tried to this day. Okay.
1: How do you um, handle that? <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: <laughs> I guess it just depends on the situation because I am growing within myself. As a woman, you, you just you feel more tried than you would with any situation because it's like, the first question you ask yourself is, would you talk to me like that if I was a nigga? If I was a grown man, would you talk to me like that? Like, and my answer is always probably not. So I feel tried just because of just being a girl. So now I'm angry. So sometimes I get cocky and I pull out money or other times I snitch and somebody just doesn't have a job no more randomly out of nowhere
0: Uh, you never know who you're talking to unless you do your research I used to
2: get upset I told you I've been dragged out of booths I've snatched laptops in the middle of a set I've done a lot of things but what I know now is that the best thing that I can do is stay calm because I'm in control of every situation right so if you don't want to play my records for me, that's fine. I'll put it in my report that you never played the records. And then when a concert comes around or a plaque star coming out and you don't have one, here's why. You know? And then sometimes people, I've had bad meetings with a few DJs until they realized who I was. A lot of people didn't know who I was. A lot. Of, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. He told me, before he met me, he thought I was a dude. He had no idea I was a female.
0: The disrespect.
2: Like he was like even I felt like I was meeting up with him to grab to pick up a plaque or something. And he was just texting me, like, Yeah, bro, 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 bro. And I'm like, yo, I think he thinks that I'm a, a man And when I met him, sure enough he was like, I really thought you were a guy this whole time. Like you your day, you're the person that's out here doing all of this. And I'm like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah niggas like,
2: but, and it just came from me strictly saying alright instead of getting mad I'm going to just show them the power that I have so me showing them that I can get you in these clothes and I can take you out I can replace you it's a, a long waiting list of DJs that can't wait to work here and I would definitely get you fired <laughs> I don't care
1: but it's a, it's a respect thing, because mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of times in this type of industry, the men aren't tried in the same way, mm-hmm. right? So they probably look at you and like, oh, this is a girl. She's soft. I'm going to just mm-hmm. keep pushing her to the side. Or what side is, or and, or what and is I'll she doing it. here for? Yeah, she probably yeah. just with somebody's yeah. team or something. She like probably that. don't even really do this. Mm-hmm. this yeah. probably somebody just told her, you mm-hmm. know, go do this for there's me. A
2: she probably here that, with somebody, there's right? a guy that does that to me now, and he came out of nowhere servicing records. I don't know. um I will be in a DJ booth. Every day, I would see him. Every time I'm in a DJ booth, he's in a DJ booth. I would get my records played first. He'll have to wait, he'll feel some type of way. Then he started paying more just to get his records played before mine and to make me wait. And kinda like, and I didn't really know that he was being paid until I got a little, hmm. One day when his record was played before mine. And I'm like, this nigga's a bitch. Like, wait a minute. Was that for me? Was that shade? (laughs) Like, men, if they see or feel like a woman is doing something better than them, or quicker, they don't like that.
0: Yeah, but you want to know it's crazy. So, me and Cass used to both work in corporate America. I still work in corporate America, and, um... Not that many men, buddy. Not at all, and uh, it's not because you're not applying. Just, there's a lot of women in here doing yeah. their job right. Exactly so working yeah.
1: their ass off, like women okay. in the top, top, top. Positions. And
0: then don't get me wrong. There's a glass ceiling. You mm-hmm. see some people up at the top, and you be like, <laughs> oh okay i get why you're here yeah and they'd be like yo i've been here i've been by some my ass i'm doing mm-hmm. their job and you hear that across multiple industries most multiple companies not even just personal just in general like it's it's, it's a fact mm-hmm. you know it's been based in research and so like i could only imagine in hip-hop that's not exactly all the way structured mm-hmm. in the forefront yeah. There's a lot of people behind the scenes mm-hmm. You know with the labels and the clubs Yeah and like, that's it's a, a lot of business. women In the office but it's yeah. not
2: a lot of women In the streets Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a few women Out here that move around that's been moving around For years that's moving with some real Important people but that's just that Yeah, I don't yeah. never want to get Stuck in that scenario yeah. Yeah, Like uh, and yeah. I know that I'm not Cause I, I got, I've overlapped a few People that's still doing the same thing but it's like that's what they want you to do. They want to to limit you to only doing that to and put not you do in the more. Box, yeah? yeah, so that's why when people say what do you do? I do everything because I'm trying to show the world that this is not just the only thing that I can do. It's so much more to me than just breaking records. So that's why I do my events. Right. And that's why I'm so st- strong on project managing.
0: That's why they won't let you go to L.A. Because yes. they <laughs> need you, day. I you are, know. You're moving a little too hard for them to just uh, let you go be with the palm right. trees right now.
1: Listen, let me. I'm going to wrap this up. I got one more thing for you. Mm-hmm. What's next for you then? You talk about elevating. What do you see they doing 10 years from now? Um, I'm
2: definitely going to have my own club.
0: Owning half of Atlanta? you yeah. Talk about Magic City.
2: <laughs> I want two clubs. I want a strip club and I want a regular club.
0: Why don't they do something over there about Magic City? That's a warehouse district, man. They ain't nothing over there about some parking lots. No. Listen, and it's right it's, up next to the hood, too. You said
2: 10 years. I was saying 5.
1: 5, 10. You know, just, just <laughs> I know, do yeah. you see your future? Do you see you still, even when you own those clubs, still running um, the streets and record servicing? Or I don't day think do you that you I'm going to be
2: um, doing too much record servicing for too much longer. I'm, I'm almost 30, and um, I'm not going to go to the club every night. Um, I'm going to have to pass the torch Eventually But um, a good friend of mine Had asked me a question one day That kind of had me confused So I really don't know you know, If you get let go from a label It's going to be real hard to get another label to pick you up But if you get let go from an artist It's not going to be hard for you to find another artist To keep it moving So I'm going to turn No Days Off Entertainment Into a management company So I see, I see. I'll start with DJs, producers, and writers, and then I'll go from there mean, we can see where it's at after that. I'll be doing that along with my clubs, and that's what I see for right now. It may change, but I'm kind of sh- strong-minded on that situation. Like, Just going to run a full-on entertainment company with the help of my sister and a couple of other friends I have. Shout-out to Kim. Shout-out to Bree out to Tia, you know. Just people that's around me every day that can help me with ideas and staying strong. Like, just to see other women running their own companies and standing tall is, like, it means so much to me. Like, I watched my sister build a superstar. Her son was a season four winner, winner of the rap Game, named Street Bud. I know you're talking I have, about it. I met so Roscoe. We have so many good things going on right now. Like, <clears throat> that's enough motivation for me to be like, I can do it. Right. Like I know I can do it If all the women around me Are doing these big things What's stopping me Right. So I have the help It's just not the mental help That I don't
0: have You just need a team day exactly. You've already know, You've already accomplished so much <laughs> You just transitioning I'll yourself. get
2: a team when I get my club I, they'll work uh, for me. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> I, I'm hoping you're not going
1: to be. Me and Cass will come work with you. Uh, yeah. Making the drinks. Making the drinks. It's going to be. I'm hoping you're not going to be doing all that. Ballet and cars. right, right. Y'all Running know, inside man. and out. Y'all
2: know if I could, I would. Yeah, <laughs> we, we
0: know, we
1: know. But we just want to thank Dave. Thank, <laughs> thank, so thank you for coming out. Thank you, God. And, you know, telling us a little bit about what music distribution in the streets and the groundwork. Mm-hmm looks like yes
0: thank you so it's much De. thank you for no coming. problem
1: thank you for having
0: me thank y'all for listening to our friend day no days off you know how that shit go this is nods and bops so cas that was a hell of a convo won't it
1: it was a dope ass combo. Shout out
0: today, man. Like record servicing.
1: She really educated me on on some things that I didn't know, and the fact that she runs a one woman show. I'm I'm not CEO. Never gonna get and over that.
0: employee, all money in. Like she
1: does the back end and the front end, and that's, no that's money dope. out.
0: Hell yeah, she. I don't no know. money in, no money yeah. out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you money that, that shit. Nipsey, Nipsey shit. But yo, I can't believe she do all that. And I get she don't trust people, but I'm like. You could get you a little assistant for fifteen dollars. Hell no.
1: no, no, my love. But I feel her. She built It takes a lot to build a face card, especially in it Atlanta. Does. I've been living out here for a year and a half, and I can't, Me I can't too. express enough how much being out here is about connections. It's about and relationships. And so, like people she said, that shit took you. her four years to get to the point where she's now working with major artists like Jay Cole she know and everybody people like and that. everybody yeah. know her. She That's She walks in and they know her. You know Dude. what I'm saying? So. I understand her wanting to protect her brand and her legacy. It's different
0: when they're calling you. It's different when they're requesting you. Right. That, big body, for real. Big body. Big body.
1: Shout out today one more time, y'all. We're going to wrap this up, though. This was a nice, special segment. We're going to have more like these where we're educating you on things when it comes to the music industry and the film industry. So stay rocking with us. I'm Cass Marie. And I'm Chino. And we out.